This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I'm talking today with Dr. Susan Makota about TB found in wild Asian elephants. She's a veterinarian and the co-founder of Elephant Care International. Welcome, Dr. Makota. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for inviting me. Tell us about Elephant Care International and your work with them. Between poaching and habitat restrictions and now TB, elephants are having a pretty rough time. Sure, Sarah. Elephant Care International is a nonprofit organization. It's dedicated to the health, welfare, and conservation of elephants. I serve as the Director of Veterinary Programs and Research. We work primarily with Asian elephants and currently have projects in Nepal, Vietnam, Sri Lanka, and Myanmar. In addition to direct care, we conduct workshops and, and train veterinarians to better care for elephants. We often work collaboratively with other organizations. For example, this summer we will be working with the Sri Lanka Wildlife Conservation Society's Elibet Project. And we also have an extensive website that's a resource of information for people who work with elephants. Elephants are, are indeed facing hard times, and Asian elephants don't receive nearly as much media attention as African elephants, even though Asian elephants are far more endangered. In Vietnam, for example, there are fewer than 100 elephants in the wild and only about 50 in captivity. Mycobacterium tuberculosis in elephants seems to be a case of reverse zoonosis. Would you explain what that means? Sure. Zoonotic diseases are diseases that are transmitted from animals to humans. A reverse zoonosis is when humans transmit diseases to animals. And this topic hasn't received a, a lot of attention, but in 2014, there was a study published in, in PLOS, which is the Public Library of Science, and it reported reverse zoonoses of bacteria, viruses, fungi, and parasites in 56 countries and on every continent except for Antarctica. And interestingly, 50% of the cases were diseases that were transmitted from humans to wildlife. So maybe it's no surprise that we're now finding wild Asian elephants with the human form of TB. Can people get TB from infected elephants? Yes, and there are several published reports. In 2009, nine people at the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee became infected. And then more recently at Oregon Zoo, Seven people were diagnosed with TB, and four staff members at an Australian zoo became infected. There's some other reports uh, as well, and there's some additional cases that have occurred but were, were never really made public. I understand there are reports of TB from as early as the 1920s in captive elephants, but your study is about wild elephants. What's the difference? Actually, a, a disease resembling tuberculosis was described in captive elephants over 2,000 years ago in ancient documents in, in Asia. But our awareness of TB among captive elephants didn't emerge until 1996, when two circus elephants here in the U.S. died of TB only three days apart. This raised public concern, and the United States Department of Agriculture formed a team to investigate the rest of that herd. I was a member of that team, and I have been involved with TB and elephants ever since. TB is the perfect example of a One Health disease. One Health is the concept that the, the health of humans, animals, and the environment are all connected. TB can infect humans, domestic livestock, and wildlife. 
Now, in captivity, elephants are in close contact with humans, so we can easily see how they could become infected with human TB. But until recently, only the bovine, the cow form of TB, has been found in any animal in the wild. These cases in elephants are different because it is the human strain of TB occurring in wild Asian elephants. Tell us a little bit about your study. Dr. Arun Zachariah, the lead author, and I have been collaborating with other colleagues in, in India for many years on, the, on this subject of TB and elephants. Dr. Zachariah is a, he's a forest veterinarian, um, and he works in southern India. He conducts postmortem examinations of all the wildlife that die in the sanctuary where he works. And when he found the first case of TB in an elephant in 2007, he, he initiated a comprehensive surveillance program, and then he found two other cases. So this was a great cause for concern and difficult to explain. There were no known captive elephant releases. Uh, tourists can only visit the park under supervision, and they can't stay overnight. Now, native tribes do live within the park, and human-elephant conflict occurs. So elephants do enter human settlements, and that's perhaps how these transmissions occurred. Have elephants in other countries been infected? Yes. The first reported case uh, was in 2013. It was in an African elephant that had been raised at an orphanage and later released. And then two years later, in 2015, the next case was reported, and that was in a wild elephant in Sri Lanka. And now we have these four cases from India, our report of three cases, and then a single case report that was published in the same issue of emerging infectious diseases. We know that the human form of TB occurs among captive elephants in India and in the other elephant uh, range countries, but, but finding it in wild elephants is alarming. Do you have any idea as to how the elephants are getting TB? We don't really. TB bacteria are transmitted on respiratory droplets, and it's generally thought that close contact is required for transmission, at least from human to human. Wild elephants, especially the bulls, commonly raid villages for food. So they do come into uh, human habitations, but whether they come into contact that's close enough for transmission via respiratory droplets is questionable. I really think we need to consider uh, that other routes may be possible, fomites, for example, or wind. Uh, maybe even vectors might be involved uh, in some of the cases. Um, these, these cases in wild elephants raise a lot of questions. Even where TB has occurred in captive situations, there have been unanswered questions regarding transmission. There have been outbreaks in several zoos where in spite of very comprehensive investigations, it could never really be determined how TB moved from point A to point B. And in, there was a, one situation in an Australian zoo where TB moved from an infected elephant to chimps that were housed 360 feet away. Now, there have been some studies that show that M. tuberculosis can survive on surfaces for up to four months. And MTB has even been isolated from formalin-fixed autopsy tissues up to 45 days after fixation, and, and interestingly, from cockroach fecal pellets after they've been stored for eight weeks at room temperature. One, once an elephant has TB, it, it can, of course, spread to other elephants. Elephants have, have these long trunks. They use them for eating, drinking, and communication. And that communication can include one elephant putting her trunk into another elephant's mouth. They can 
exhale forcibly, they can spray respiratory secretion some distance away. If this disease becomes established in the wild, it could have devastating consequences for elephants and other species. Are there any solutions or at least next steps in addressing the problem? Well, TB in humans has been under scientific investigation for well over 150 years, and and we've spent billions of dollars trying to control it, but it's still the number one cause of death in humans from a, a single infectious agent. We've only been studying TB in elephants from a scientific standpoint for maybe 20 years, so we need to do more research, and we need the funding to do that research. We don't know what could happen if human TB became established in wild elephants or or in other species. It might mutate into a more virulent form. It would certainly be impossible to treat. And in South Africa, the bovine form of TB in African buffalo has spread throughout Kruger National Park, and it's spilled over into 10 other mammalian species. The the Asian elephants are far less plentiful than African buffalo, and many are in these small, fragmented populations, which could succumb to a disease like TB. I think increased surveillance of wild populations for all diseases is essential, especially in this era we're living in where a pandemic among humans seems increasingly likely. It's especially critical to establish TB surveillance and control programs in areas where captive elephants interface with the wild populations of elephants or rhinos, um, putting these populations at risk. We have a TB program in, uh, in Nepal, and it was established with the collaboration of the government of Nepal and the National Trust for Nature Conservation, which is a Nepal NGO. The goal of that program is to prevent TB transmission to the wild by controlling TB at the captive wild interface. There used to be one to two deaths every year from TB among the captive elephants in Nepal, but now there has not been a TB-related death since 2013, and no tuberculosis has been found in the wild there, at least not yet. Thank you so very much for talking with me today, Dr. Makoda. Listeners can read the entire March 2017 article, Mycobacterium tuberculosis in Wild Asian Elephants, Southern India, online at cdc.gov eid. I'm Sarah Gregory for Emerging Infectious Diseases. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.